Good evening. You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Kelvin Yi. In the studios with me is Ian McNally, Pahe Yusuf, and Julian Yap. Tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, and what better way to market than to talk about the recently released Apollo 11, directed by Todd Douglas Miller? So, what are some initial thoughts about the documentary? Well, I'd heard an awful lot about this. It's produced by CNN Films, but I hadn't actually watched the trailer. So, sitting down to watch it, it was quite a shock when, knowing it's a documentary and there's no narration, there's no talking heads, there's no astronauts as they are now. It's all footage from the time of the launch strung together with audio of Cape Canaveral and everybody talking about the movie. And it's kind of shocking at first, just yeah. seeing that. Yeah, but it's nice to go in unprepared. Yeah, It's nice going in not knowing that I wasn't going to get an interview with Buzz Aldrin or an interview with Neil Armstrong or Michael Collins or you know whoever else was there. But I was also disappointed I wouldn't get to see that archive footage of Buzz Aldrin punching a conspiracy theorist. And that was was not necessary. I think I loved it for what it was. I think the fact that it would just sitting on archival footage, it's that was crazy that they were able to pull together that documentary without really needing to recreate anything. Mm. Just they had because I was watching with my wife and she was like, oh, they've got a where did, how did they get the camera that spot? Mm. Oh, certain cameras are in color and black and white. I'm like, yeah, some are shot on film. Some are probably CCTV sort of video footage. It's, it's crazy the amount of cameras they had for that. And the fact that they kept all that footage. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the second the doc starts, you're kind of just thrown into it. There's no explanation because, of course, you know what this event was and what took what, the effort that it took to, to get there. And you just start out. You know, you're in the control room, you're in, you go through the entire journey as they go through it. And it can feel a bit laborious to go through it. But, you know, it's science. It's, mm. it's meticulous and methodical. And we got to go to space. And that's just how it goes. And it come it works really well. Like, I don't, I don't particularly like talking heads in documentaries. And mm. I really like that this one didn't have any. I think the only thing they, they kind of added was there's a few shots of like outside with people and they added an echo to the, the audio to mm. make it seem like yeah. it's coming over the Tannoy system. Yeah, yeah. Which it's just... I, I, I that was li- fine. I just like mood thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. There's also at the beginning, I think, they show the astronauts. And it's like and it's, it's a lot that got them here today. And it's mm. just a very nice... It's an, like an archive flashback mm. where it goes through each of their lives and yeah. just shows them getting married or yeah, just, just little really clips. Family photos. 10, yeah. 30 seconds because that's all you need. Yeah. And also I really like that it's so – I mean obviously it's archival footage so it's exactly of what it was. But it felt like it could have been a set and it could have <laughs> just been actors. But it's a very good, very you know meticulous set and I like that it's sort of – it's not edited like a film because mm. it doesn't have, you know, the fast pacing of a film or anything, yeah. but it feels I mean, they do cut like out it. the two and a half days in the middle where they're just sitting on the ship heading towards yeah. the moon, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. That's good. It's good. But they do have that nice shot through the window where you just see Earth getting, like, smaller yeah. with day two and day yeah. three. Mm. Um, you know, I was growing up a big moon nut when I was a kid. I always loved seeing footage of them 
getting the lamb out of the module. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't really seen. I'd seen a lot of those shots in stills. Yes. Or the service module floating over the moon with the, the moon reflected in its mirrored surface. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing those moving and seeing like the lamb pull away from yeah. the service model module, leaving Michael Collins as the loneliest man loneliest in the universe man in the at universe, that time. Yeah. It's it's just really beautiful, and we'll talk about it a bit later, but. Talking about like thinking about first man and the landing in that and how it was handled, they still managed in this to make it feel tense mm. and you're freaking out when you yeah. when you see that one two o two yeah yeah error yeah, yeah. message like yeah. spoilers they you know they had an error message yeah. coming when they were landing yeah, and also yeah. there was a, a load of rocks where they wanted to land yeah. so I did I didn't know whether they missed it because you can kind of zone out on Capcom talking mm. it's like there's just go flight go Fido go mm. retro oh go man everything. I don't know I wasn't zoned out I was like yeah go Fido <laughs> go go Booster <laughs> I was, I was completely on board like yeah. everything about it I mean I've been I've but been, did he explain I'm gonna move I'm gonna I'm gonna park somewhere else because yeah, there's yeah. rocks in the way he yeah. does when he lands but I don't think does he do it while he's doing it I think in the I think in the film is it sort of they played it over when they're as they're coming down i yeah. think yeah because when he lands he's like oh by the way i decided to park just, somewhere else yeah, there's there a lot of rocks, rocks in that field yeah. it's like and there's the the, the counter of yeah. the, fuel the fuel going counter. down Ugh. so tense and it was and and that was really down to the director and the editing in the fact that we know they landed mm. we know they came back but yet still there's that tense bit of like are they going to land is it going to crash <laughs> you know because you're watching it, and, and for me, I keep forgetting that it's archival footage. I keep forgetting that this is real life. It's not yeah. a reenactment. It's not a movie, right? It's not Apollo 13 where something does go wrong yeah. and they never land. This one, they landed. They came back. They walked around. They did a thing, science experiment, left the laser mirror thing. They came back. And I'm still going, holy crap, are they going to come back? <laughs> is it going to be okay? Are they going to be all right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when they're talking to each other about like, well, I'm only sunk a little bit into the into this yeah. soil because they didn't know how the soil would react yeah, if yeah. they would just go through it. Right or through it, yeah. What, or, you know, if Buzz is bouncing around and trips. Yeah. He's done. And he makes a joke about, oh, I'm out now, but like, I lo- I'm, just, I'm clearing the hatch. Don't worry, I didn't lock it behind me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm closing the door behind me, making sure not to lock it. Yeah, yeah it's great. I, the other thing as well, and I think we're going to talk about this later, um, yeah, First Man made it sound like they were very serious guys. Like, oh, mm. we're fighter pilots, we have to, we're going to do a mission. Ah, Neil Armstrong, not talkative. Ah. <laughs> He's, he's talkative. He's yeah. a very funny guy. They're very relaxed about it, right? And, okay. Not as relaxed as Buzz. Did you see the heart rate? His when they heart take rate off? is just like, I'm like, like Neil is a bit stressed. My yeah. college is like up there and Buzz is just like napping. His, during takeoff, Buzz Aldrin's heartbeat was 88. 88. Yeah. Or 88 beats. You go like, is he even awake right now? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> It's, I don't know. I was just, yeah. I, I loved everything about it. I might go home and watch it again. Uh, talking about the reenactment element of it, you're kind of watching it going like, why did they put the camera there? I can't see. I can't see. Because there's so much of it is yeah. so nicely framed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the landing itself, you've got this tiny window to look out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just because they had a tiny window. Yeah. It felt like they really treated the 11,000 hours of footage that they had with a lot of respect. And it's something that I would expect to see at like a very fancy space or science museum on Mm. loop Mm. repeatedly over and over again. It's it's such a stunning movie. Absolutely. It's sad that I watched it at home on my laptop screen. (laughs) I wish I could have watched it on the big screen. I think now it's only premiering in uh, the States and Europe in IMAX theaters. Because the film itself is 70mm stock. So it's... 
it's like that's I think slightly bigger than IMAX. I think IMAX is sixty eight maybe or something along those lines. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So you turn the thirty five millimeter on its side. Yeah. So it's it's massive frames, right? So you get all that clarity and you get the harshness of the sun when it comes over the corner. You know, uh, there's a beautiful, lovely bit about how as they were flying towards the moon. I think it was Michael Collins says, yeah, I've got the earth on my side. And then Neil Armstrong goes, I've got nothing on my window. <laughs> I've got nothing on my window. And I think it, you forget that these are actual people, right? They're, they're not characters. They're, they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're not these cold-hearted pilots. They're humans. They're going to the moon. They're stuck in this tin can for nine days. So my favorite part of it was, yeah, I really liked being in the cockpit. Cockpit? Capsule? L- Lamb? Sure. Yeah, like the little landing module. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I like that bit. Seeing the actual personalities that you know we don't really know, but it almost feels like they're actors doing it. I said this before, yeah. but it almost feels like you don't get this sort of in depth behind the scenes look of Neil Armstrong, Buzz mm-hmm. Aldrin, Mike Collins. So you don't actually know what they're like. But I really, really enjoyed when the footage that they got of people. Um, kind of watching it happen from from afar. Mm. People bringing like their kids and their families and like the cars, like you said, um, playing the announcement on the tenor. I didn't. It always surprises me how engrossed like the world was, and yeah. I'll talk about a bit about this later. But just see, and also being in the control room and mm. um, uh, Johnson Houston, Texas. Houston, yeah, Houston. I just liked seeing that because like the tenseness yeah. that obviously we. It feels simple now, but they're going to come back. But they, we didn't know they were going to come back. Yeah, and seeing that, that relief and that joy and you know that excitement, it was so cool to watch. And and I think the soundtrack was fantastic. I mm. think um, you know it's very similar to First Man in in, in mm. a way, just because, you know space stuff, moon stuff. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. We're talking today about Apollo 11. If you have any thoughts about the moon landing, you can send it to us on WhatsApp, 18 You can also find us on social media. We're at Skip Intro MY. More after this, BFM 89.9. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, it's Skip Intro with me, Kelvin Yee, Ian McNally, Bahe Yusuf, and Julian Yap. We are talking about the moon today simply because tomorrow marks the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Previously, we were talking about a documentary directed by Todd Douglas Miller with the same name. And I guess we were all just over, overwhelmingly amazed by the documentary itself. And but this isn't necessarily like the first piece of media to come out about the moon landing over the years. There's been so many. Uh, what are some of your favorites? I think we should go with the most recent with First Man, right? Shut down. We copy you down, Eagle. Houston, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Tranquility. We copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. First man 
I think is forgotten. I don't know. It feels like it happened and then it didn't happen. It's yeah. like it should have been bigger than it actually became being because it's a great little piece of film. We see everything that happened with it. And it's, uh, I mean, obviously it's a character piece. We get to see um, Neil Armstrong. Oh, he's this troubled guy. He just likes to be alone and he'll go to space just to be alone and be away from everyone. But it is great. I have almost no faults with this movie, <laughs> uh, except um, the little thing that he leaves behind on the moon. I really don't super enjoy that. Well, until we go back, we can't be sure whether he did that or not. Yeah. Because no one knows. When we go back. Which is kind of cool that it's a mystery. 2045. Yeah. I think Ryan Gosling is great as Neil Armstrong. Um, Corey Stoll as Buzz Aldrin paints this terrible picture of Buzz Aldrin, which I kind of don't really want in my life because I feel Buzz Aldrin is a perfect yeah. astronaut person. Uh, Come but on, his name great. is Buzz. I know. <laughs> and also uh, Justin Horowitz is great mm. um, the practical effects in this movie the film quality the graininess of it is so it makes you feel like you're there and it makes you feel that you can like touch it yeah. and I watched both Apollo 11 and First Man quite a while ago so in my brain I it's, it's one movie it's one movie because it's because First Man feels so documentary feeling you know they've they've recorded it but also Apollo 11 feels so dramatic and cinematic at the same time so I think if you enjoyed First Man, you'll definitely f- enjoy Apollo 11 mm. if you want more of a background mm. history thing. But, I mean, the payoff is the same. You know exactly <laughs> what happened. But if you want to know more of Neil Armstrong and the character, you know, you want to know about his life, his children, his wife, like, you know, watch First Man. Enjoy that. Yeah. Enjoy all of that for the first time if you haven't. I mean, for me, the one thing, and I don't know, I want to say who to blame, but I don't know where I sit on this fact that in First Man, mm-hmm. Neil Armstrong is, is is drawn as a very reserved, remote, and reserved. I mean, not very even stoic reserved. overall. Yeah. He's oh, an I don't know. Boy. I don't know about stoic. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning more towards jerk. Angsty. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and he's a space jerk. Yeah, he's the first space jerk. And watching Apollo Eleven, you get that these guys are more rounded than that, yeah. right? Mm. You, and 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 here's the thing: in some ways, Apollo Eleven, the documentary is almost the purest form of the character because they don't know, well, they're not playing up to a camera. They're yeah. not playing up to a character, mm. right? You know, Neil Armstrong's very talkative. Mm. You know, yes, he's he's talking about how they're doing and all that stuff, but they're joking around. There's a lot of footage on board of them just like goofing around. And in 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 First Man, it just looks like he's like, I don't want to talk to you guys. I'm just going to turn off my recording and go to the other side of the moon because you guys are bugging me. <laughs> I'm going for a whiz on the other side of the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... It's <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed First Man. I think you're right. Damien Chazelle did a great work with a lot of the practical mm-hmm. effects. Um, the landing sequence is stunning. The landing sequence is stunning. I think the way he shot that landing sequence is also... It was really clever, creative decision to shoot it that way in mm. almost like a, like a documentary style, right? Mm. He's yeah. not he's not sticking a camera on the other side on over the hills yeah. like with a big ass lens on it. So that's not something they did. Well, there's that point when Justin Horowitz's score just opens up, and the, yeah. that's the point where the camera is like, "Hello, medium shot." Yes, <laughs> and you get yeah. to see the lander and where it's going, yeah. Yeah. and it just blew me away. Yeah. I would listen to that soundtrack all the time. Great. What Apollo 11 and First Man, I think, did really well is it's been 50 years. We've had lots of movies and documentaries and books and everything. They both managed to tell the stories in new ways. Mm. And I think it was around the time of First Man. I'm not sure if it was the director or somebody else was talking about how now that the original astronauts are getting older or some of them are passing away, there's there's always been a kind of reticence within NASA to make them human. 
Mm. They were not hiding faults, but just, you know, they were held up as heroes of the good old US of A. And just leave it at that. So leave yeah. it at that. Whereas yeah. now it's, you know, smaller stories are starting to come out. I think one of Neil Armstrong's sons was involved in First Man. Yes. Or there was, consultant, there was mm. consultancy done there. Yeah. So, like, they felt that it captured their dad pretty well. Cool. So it's cool that, you know, you're seeing new spins on a 50-year-old yeah. story. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. It's nice to see the different facets they're showing, I guess. And it's different when you watch, say, Apollo 11, you get different sides of the characters. First Man, you get a different mm. side of the character. And then, of course, in Apollo 11, one fault was that it was overwhelmingly white. And just a few snippets here and there, you would see some uh, person with a different skin color. And then I There's think, a lady in Cape Canaveral. Yeah. <laughs> they're quite wow. And yeah. the few, trailer yeah. focuses it, on her for yeah. at least a second yeah, because she's a, the only woman. I'm not 100% there. sure. There's a profile on her and her contributions to science. I, unfortunately, her name is not mm. coming to me. But mm. if you Google <laughs> Apollo 11 Lady Control, you'll find out who she is. And Apologies. I guess one of my favorite interpretations of the moon landing would, of course, be hidden figures. Not directly mm. about the moon landing itself. Mm. But, mm. but the space like, program, right? But about the space yeah. program and like in the lead up to it. So we have the vehicle speed, the launch window, and for argument's sake, the landing zone is the Bahamas. Should be enough to figure the go, no go? Yeah, in theory, sir. We need to be past theory at this point. We'll be able to calculate a go, no go with that information. Catherine? The go point for re-entry is 2,990 miles from where we want Colonel Glenn to land. If we assume that's the Bahamas, 544 miles per hour of 46.56 degrees, 2,990 miles. So that was such a good movie. It had um, the likes of Janelle Monet, Taraji P. Henson. It also had Octavia Spencer. So that movie in contrast with the likes of Apollo 11 and First Man is that it's a very fun it's a very light movie it's mm. meant for families to watch it's not mm. something you'll necessarily see in a museum but it's something you'll be able to watch over and over again just because it's so it's so, it's so fun mm. and it's I guess it's also the well now young kids can see themselves on screen and they can aspire to go into science and maths and do something like you know become astronauts or work in the space station possibly go to space um it also you know you forget the human element of it i don't it's always wild to me like you know these three astronauts they went to space but there are a lot of people that yeah. were behind it and that's why i really like seeing the people in the control center and people watching their tvs doing it because especially with hidden figures that was it's just mats and they yeah. used their pencils like there slide were no rules. there weren't even yeah the slide rules there weren't even computers they well, there were, were computers, computers. there they was ladies because computers yeah. yeah and it's a great one to see that happen yeah another one that's like it kind of defined what space would look like for a while because there was the reality and then there was nobody doing movies because how could you compete with the reality when it was so fresh in everyone's mm. mind and then there was Apollo 13 <laughs> Hey, we've got a problem here. What did you do? Nothing. I stirred the tanks. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Which goes around the moon. Doesn't quite get there. But for me, I mean, I'm never too, I'm never too sure about the stories of this, whether how much of the film was actually shot in a vomit mm -hmm. comet doing the loop to make yeah. simulate zero gravity. Zoogies, yeah. They do some of it, right? They I built they a set a on a plane. Yeah. And yeah. just, you know, Bill Paxton... Um, Kevin Bacon and Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks are just fantastic as the as the crew. Um, I always love the sign, the bit where I think Kevin the, the 
they're living in the lem because to save power I think yes. it is and he has a big post-it note over the button that ejects the, the, yes, the rest of it the, it says like do not do push not press. yeah yeah <laughs> I think for me with regards to Apollo 13 it was the it was the mad scramble back home it's mm. the mad scramble of okay what do they have on there do they have rolls of tape to uh, the, the oxygen scrubbers yeah they're not going to last so they yeah, have yeah. to so put something together it's like if they don't have rolls of tape over there don't bring it to me because yeah. they can't use it. They literally have to put a round peg in a square hole, right? Yes, yeah. And it was just the actual building of like, you know, tipping over a box and going, okay, this is everything they have on there on the lem. They've got three pencils. What can we do with three pencils? And mm-hmm. I love that the idea of ingenuity. And it's something you mentioned a bit earlier, Ian, about the 1202 alarms, the 1202 and the 1201 alarms. I recently watched something online about what those 1202 and 1201 alarms were. And it's just like, Back home, people were going through books going, uh, what's a 1202? What's a 1202? What's a 1202? Oh, it's okay. Just land. We'll figure it out later. They didn't even know they could come back. Mm -hmm. And it was that idea of these things held together with string, tape, and dreams, and prayers, and hopes. And we'll see if it happens. You all have a phone in your pocket that is 16 times more powerful than the computers used. At least 16. (laughs) You know, it's just crazy what they did. So I think Apollo 13 really showed that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think we should finish as well by mentioning a website called ApolloInRealTime.org slash 11. Just if you have time over the weekend, you can go to this website and you can watch the whole sequence of the launch and landing from beginning to end or you can just click on real time where they were this time 50 years ago ago, um, as they they head towards touching down they have photos there's I couldn't get this, it plays the audio, right? I yes, couldn't get yes. some of the audio to work on yeah, my yeah. computer I've, this morning. That thing's been on since about for about three days for me now. Um, yeah. The other thing as well is if you're if you're listening to this and you'll still have time, go look up online because CBS is actually showing the uh, the live stream of what they were showing fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. So when, during the liftoff, I was watching Walter Conkright. Walter ah. Cronkite, Arthur C. Clarke talking. I was watching some great ads from 50 years ago. I love those ads. <laughs> it's amazing. Those ads are the best. I wish you could bring them back. Yeah, so there was one about a bikini made by a paper company. I don't know what it was about, but it was... <laughs> anyway, moving along. So look that up. I think CBS is still doing it. So, you know, you're watching essentially what humanity, the entire world watched 50 years ago. So Did they leave all that? the racism and sexism in the end? They're all there. <laughs> Watch it and enjoy. Oh, oh goody. <laughs> yeah. So let us know what you think. What is your favorite moon-related, space-related movie? You can let us know on social media. We're at SkipIntroMY. You can drop us a note at movies at bfm.my. This is the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9.